Let's just go uh, to the word. I want to start by speaking of one of my favorite, uh, uh, my favorite verses. Luke 18, starting from 35. It says, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And when he heard the crowd going by, he asked, what is happening? They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Verse 38, he said, he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I know we are a faith church, and I know you've been taught the word of God. And we've heard that faith comes by hearing and hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Okay, today, please, I want you to just encourage me. Talk back to me. Yes, I went to America, and when I preached in America, I said, wow, these people, they were really talking back to me. They were preaching together with me. So you preach together with me. Amen? Faith comes by hearing. Yes. So it's very important that you position yourself in a place that you can hear the word of God. And once you hear the word of God, you mix it with faith. But this man, he might have heard the miracles that Jesus was doing. He might have heard the things that Jesus was doing, changing the lives of people. And when he heard that Jesus was passing by, I believe he was singing this song. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Are you singing? Why, Lord, others thou art calling? Dear not pass sing it one more time pass me not a gentle savior hear my humble cry why Lona does thou art calling do not pass me. Let's sing the chorus. Savior. Savior. Come on. Savior. I'm calling him. My humble cry. Oh Lord. Why lone others thou art calling do not pass me by. Church, I pray that is your cry this morning. Because every time we are in the presence of the Lord, the Bible says that Jesus is there. Jesus says that when two or more people are gathered together, he is there. So I don't want to take it for granted that I'm in, uh, I'm in the presence of God. The presence of God is in this place. And if you, if you, if you just tap in the anointing, in, in the presence of God, God is going to change your life. I always say, we come to church, we are dressed well with our best suit, Sunday best dress. But uh, you know, in life we are going through different things. 
We are going through different circumstances that you are well dressing does not display. But I want you to know that God can encounter you. Hallelujah, somebody. Did you hear me? God can encounter you and change your life. I, I can't forget the first time I went to the Revival Fires Conference in 1998. God encountered me and God changed my life. And that's the first time I, I was introduced to this ministry. That's the first time I came into this ministry. And the far that I've come is because of that word of faith that was ministered to me. And because my heart was open, I mixed it with faith. Amen. God changed my life completely. When I had those Bible school, I said, God, I want to go to this Bible school. I didn't have money. I'd lost everything. I, 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 lost, I was living in Kayole. I lost everything. But I had God. Anybody knows me hang on? Pastor Davis, you know me hang on. I used to go to Mihango. I walked from Kayole to Mihango to pray to seek God. Hallelujah. It was not in vain because God answered. Amen. I went and prayed and cried out to God. God answers. God is a God who answers prayers. Hallelujah. So, uh, as I just speak shortly, I pray that your prayer is, God, whatever you want me to receive today, pass me note. I'm going to get the portion of my blessing. I'm going to get the portion of my impartation today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, this man heard Jesus was passing by and he cried out, pass me note. He cried out. He kept on crying in verse 36. Luke 18, 36. Uh, uh, it says, when he had the crowd going by, he asked, what was happening? They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And verse 39, those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Mm -hmm. Pastor David say that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't quit. No, I, uh, it's like energizer, never say die. I don't quit. I've gone through in the last 20 years as a missionary, full-time missionary in Germany, I've gone through many things that I would have given up. But I said, I will not give up. I'll wait upon God. And God has always come through. He has always come through church. Amen. So, as you expect from God, as you cry out to him, know that he will come through for you. So, the people try to shut him down. Oh, keep quiet. Leave Jesus alone. I'm an expectant person. And I speak my expectation out. I'm a big dream. Ha. I tell my church, we, I, I, I don't dream big, small dreams. I dream big. I'm a big guy. So I dream big. I, dream, I don't waste time dreaming small dreams. No. And I tell my church, if you're going to dream, you dream big. Because the government is not going to come and tax you for, for dreaming big. 
So dreaming is free. So dream big. So I dream big. Amen. And my dreams, I write them down. Habakkuk 2224, I'm just going to mention, it says, write the vision down. My dreams, I write them down. And I, there are times I speak my dreams out, and people come and say, no, don't dream that big. I went to Germany and Africa, and I was very slim, by the way. I was very slim. I was weighing, uh, when I got married, I was weighing, I was weighing, uh, 70 kilos. Now I'm weighing 105 kilos. <laughs> After I got married, my wife, is, she's uh, one of the best cooks. Uh, by the way, I'm married to a Filipino. I'm married to, to a Filipino. I'm a man of the nations, and I went and got a wife from the nations. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! And uh, she cooks. She cooks chapati. She cooks mandazi. She cooks fish. Hallelujah. Tilapia, she does it well. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pastor Dave is telling me that I was in the cooking. <laughs> so I went to Germany I was weighing 70 kilos Now I weigh uh, 105 kilos I'm a big guy So I dream big Because we have a God who is big Hallelujah And the Bible says nothing is difficult Nothing is impossible with him Somebody shout amen, amen. Yes Praise the Lord So dream big Expect big Speak big. You know, I come from CIA. If you didn't know. And uh, many people, when they see me and they hear me talking big, they think, ah, we need Jeruo. I say, Mimi Apana Jeruo. I'm a servant of the Most High God. I don't dream big. I don't talk big because I'm a Jeruo. No, I talk big because I have a big, big God. Ha, tell your neighbor, I have a big, big God. Oh. Amen. So in my life, 20 years, people tell me, don't dream big. I went there. A new pastor. I started dreaming big. God, God told me, dream for a big church building. With a house next to it, with an office next to it. And from Habakkuk 2 2 to 4, I took a pen and a paper and I drew the plan. And for, for 15 years, I was picking it. I was looking for a big hall. In fact, uh, when, when we planted uh, our church, Living Hope, I came with my wife here in 2008. And Pastor Wade and Pastor Kala relieved me again with my wife to go and plant Living Hope. And we started meeting in a small Baptist church could take 60 people. I was dreaming big. And then I looked for another hall. Uh, we could, we didn't, I didn't have money. And I got a small, hall, a, a, a small club, a bar, that was closed. I renovated it. And that's where we started. 
And I was crying out to God, God, you've given me a big vision. But uh, why are you giving me something small? And God told me I can use uh, something small to reach thousands of people. And that's the time God gave me a, a, a vision about a video camera. I bought a small Sony video camera and we started taking our videos. That's uh, about 15 years ago. That was our small beginning. But a time came that God blessed us with this uh, a, 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 a big sanctuary. Uh, almost big like this. Uh, but you see, I've been, I've been stretching my faith for it. I've been praying and believing God for it. But many people, they kept on telling me, no, don't dream big. Don't dream big. But you know, you can't, you, you can't silence a person who is expectant and full of faith. Amen. Amen. This man, he knew Jesus could change his life. He knew Jesus could change his situation. So when he was shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people who were leading him were telling him, keep quiet. When they said that, he kept on shouting more and more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And verse 40, he says that, uh, it says that Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? This is a question God is asking a lot of us. What do you want me to do for you? In, in, in the Maxwell Arua translation, it says, Jesus asked him, what is your expectation? What are you expecting from me? And this man, he spoke out his expectation. In verse 42, he says, Lord, I want to see. He replied, Jesus said to him, receive your sight, for your faith has healed you. Receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Do we have people who are ready to receive this morning? Do we have expectant people? Are you expectant? Then cry out to Jesus. Amen. Here he says, receive your sight. Your faith uh, has healed you. He didn't say, my power has healed you. My anointing has healed you. He said, your faith has healed you. You've been expectant and you stretch your faith. And because of your expect expectancy and stretching out your faith, you were healed. Amen. So if you are expectant, stretch forth your faith. Cry out to God and ask him to minister to you. Another story in the same line, Luke 18. Verse, uh, Luke 18. I'm, I'm just going to... I'm just going to go through it. This, we find also an expectant lady. She needed justice. And she kept on going to this judge for justice. She kept on going to this judge for justice. Verse 3, it says, it says there was a widow in that town who kept coming to the, with, uh, to the judge with a plea. And he says, grant me justice against my adversary. This lady was expecting and was telling the judge, I'm expectant, grant me my expectation. But the judge 
didn't want to hear her. The judge didn't want to answer her. But verse 5 he says, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. Because this lady is a no-quitter. She will not give me my peace. Pastor Davis, congratulations. You celebrated in uh, Pastina 20 years of marriage. By the way, I was their master of ceremony in their wedding. <laughs> then I flew to the nations. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. And now I've been married 17 years. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. This uh, judge said, this lady keeps bothering me. How many married people are here? Uh, let, let, let me ask, how many married men are here? Please correct me if I'm wrong. There are some times you obey your wife because you just want peace at home. Is it true? Ladies, did you know that? <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> this judge wanted peace. And he said, if I don't give this widow what she wants, she'll come and attack me. I like it in the German version. It says, if this lady, if I don't give her what she wants, she'll jump on my face and scratch my face. <laughs> So, saying, so this is just saying, I, I don't want my face to be scratched. So I'll just give her what she wants. But this story, something very powerful touched me. Verse 6. It says, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Verse 7. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? Hallelujah. Somebody who cry out to him day and night. Will he keep putting them off? Will he? Do I have somebody who's been crying out to God day and night and need an answer? Do I have somebody? Oh, then shout with me, have mercy on me. Yes. And then verse 8, Jesus said, I tell you, he will see that they, will, they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, Will he find faith on the earth? One Bible translation says he will give them speedily answer. So there are times I go in the presence of God, and I've done this many times. There are times even in the pulpit, uh, in the pulpit in my church, I've laid on the floor and I told God I need a speedily answer. And God brought the speedily answer because God is a God who answers prayers. Woo! That's my God. He answers prayers. Hmm. How many of us like praying? I do. Ah, Pastor Davis, all these people, they've lived the, are they there when is the prayer meeting? You like prayer? Oh, so you, the church is full like this. Oh, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then I need to come back again. <laughs> ah, how can you love prayer and you don't come for prayer meeting? Oh, I came from work. I'm very tired. 
It's prayer time. <laughs> I'm very tired. Smile to your neighbor. I, I hear you say here, look at them eyeball to eyeball. Look at a neighbor eyeball to eyeball. Ask them, are you already rebuked already? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's the same here. We have people, they come, oh, pastor, pray for me. I need a job. You, pastor, you pray. God gives them a job. Oh, where are you? Oh, pastor, you know my job. I have to work overtime to make ends meet. Tell a neighbor, don't forget prayer time more. <laughs> Pastor Davis, I hope this, starting this Wednesday, yeah. the Wednesday prayer meeting <laughs> will be full. I'm in Germany, but I usually do control. I usually, when I get time, I watch the uh, services. Even Wednesday, I was telling... I was telling uh, my, my dear sister, I like uh, the two Sunday uh, Wednesdays you've been ministering and leading prayer. I, I, I was taking part of it in Germany. And you were just here. Say, ouch! <laughs> God forgive you. But you see, these two stories, we see people who are, who are expectant and they had faith. That this person, this, uh, the, uh, uh, this blind man had faith that uh, Jesus would help him. And this widow, actually she had faith that this judge could, was in a position to help her. And she cried out. She spoke out her expectation. She said, give me justice. And God says, those who cry out to him day and night, he will give them a speedily answer. Amen. What I've, I've, I've just said is what we've been going through for the last uh, 20 years as a missionary in Germany. Pastor Davis, thank you for just what you may, ministered. The power, one powerful way you've ministered to me is this verse you mentioned in Corinthians. Because uh, the first time Pastor Davis uh, spoke that when he was in Bible school in 2000, a soldier does not go to war at his own expense. And I've got hold of this word until now. I've mixed it uh, with faith until now. Because 20 years I've been a full-time missionary without a salary. When you go to Germany uh, with a missionary visa, you're not allowed to practice any career. You're supposed to just to work in the church. So I've, I've got hold of that word. And uh, I said, God, if you send me here, you're going to provide. Germany is a nice country. If you're jobless, they give you jobless pay. 70% of the money you used to get for one year as you're tarmacking, looking for another job. They give you social money. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I want to tell you why. I said, God, I'm not going to touch any German money. I'm not going to touch any social money. If you call me here, you will provide for me. 
Because they give you this money and they tie you, this money ties you and they use it to manipulate you. You cannot travel the way you want. I cannot come to Kenya if I want. I cannot just wake up, okay, I want to eat lunch with Pastor Davis, so let me just fly and eat lunch with Pastor Davis. No. They'll ask you, where did you get the money? You pay back that money. They control how you pay, you can, how, where you live. You cannot live in a, in a house that you desire. They control what car you drive. So I said, I want to be a free man. I want to serve God as a free man. So instead of going for this money, I'm going to believe God. And 20 years, I've not done any secular job. Why? Because God called me to minister. God called me to preach the gospel. And I said, I'm going to preach the gospel. And I've seen God doing great things. God has... I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yes, we've seen God coming through. One of the verses that really blesses me is Philippians 4, 13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I've mentioned uh, about uh, the testimony that we got our sanctuary. Our sanctuary, we got it, uh, it was a miracle how we got it. There were 20 companies who had money and they wanted it. It was a former tennis hall. And all of them were denied permits. I went there. I said I want it. And they asked me, okay, what is your concept? What is your vision? And the vision that I had, that one that I drew, Habakkuk 2, 2 to 4, I brought it out. And they said, okay, church, we are going to give it to you. So out of all these people, I didn't have money. And I got the permit for it. And the permit was uh, to renovate this church I mean, to renovate this tennis hall and uh, make it as a church with children's ministry rooms and everything. And uh, once I got the permit, we didn't have, I needed, uh, needed 500,000 euros to renovate it. In, in Kenya, that is uh, 78 million Kenya shillings. And I didn't even have 1,000 Kenya shillings. What did, what did I do? I started praying. I started stretching forth my faith. I started confessing. I started declaring declarations of faith. And I remember we started meeting in this, uh, in this tennis hall because we didn't uh, renovate it immediately. And every Sunday before I started uh, preaching, we read uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then we joined it together with Ephesians 3.20, which says, Now unto God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. You know, there are, there are a lot of Bible verses we know, but uh, we've never deeply experienced them. I've experienced these verses at work. Because I read it from, uh, I read it from uh, 
the message version. The message version, it says, whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything. This is, has always been our confession. And then Ephesians 3.20 says, this is what now I like. It says, God can do anything you know. Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Can I hear amen? amen. Do we have people here who have wildest dreams? Talk to me. Munasema zungumuza nami tafadhali. Munasemaje na sheng? Ebu bonga na mimi. You know my sheng is for 1900. <laughs> uh, I was talking to my nieces and they told me my sheng is outdated. <laughs> Talk to me. Do you have wildest dreams? I, I want us to, to, to just confess this together. Ephesians 3.20 God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around but working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Let's do it again. With enthusiasmus. We say in German, enthusiasmus. You know what that is? Yeah? Okay, let's do it with... Let's do it with enthusiasmus. Okay. God can do anything you know. Far more than you could ever imagine. Or guess or request... In your wildest dreams, he does it not by pushing us around, but working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Ha. Just hold your tummy and say, God is working within me. Ha. God is working within me. Amen. He is at work. He is at work within you. Now, this verse is so powerful because, uh, as I said, you know, we've been speaking it before we started uh, the service uh, those days, every day. And I didn't know that God was working within us, especially within me. We needed 78 million Kenya shillings to build. And I was praying. I said, God, give us the money. I prayed for the money. <laughs> I pray for money. You know, let, let, let me say this. Pastor Masharia came and visited uh, from Germany. His daughter, 18 year old, went around and said, oh, Pastor Maxwell is a millionaire. I'm not yet there yet. But I'm praying, one time I'll come and give millions of offerings here. That is my wildest dreams. Now, now you know one of my wildest dreams. So you pray for me. Pastor Davis, pray for me. To come and sow millions here. 
I don't have it yet now, but that's my wildest dreams. I'm believing God for millions. Hallelujah to support the work of God. Amen. But you see, God is working within us. So I used to pray, God, bring the experts to come and do this work. Three months before Corona, the city of Dortmund, the, the city council engineers came and they decided to close the church. Uh, Germany, you cannot just take a hall and start meeting without emergency door, without uh, emergency a- exit lights. So as we took this tennis hall, we started, uh, Pastor Davis, you preached there before we went to Amsterdam and we were rained on. He came, I took him to the nations from Germany and then he went to Amsterdam and we were rained on. And you'll never be rained on again. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we, uh, they, they came and closed the door and they say, we don't allow you to meet in this uh, hall again until you build it, renovate and do the division of the different rooms. And so we met with the church, we said, uh, okay, let's, let's do a fundraising we need, we need uh, 500,000, but we'll start in dip, different steps. If we can get uh, uh, the first 7,500 euro, that's uh, approximately a million Kenyan shillings. We start with the first step. We received the offering, and the first offering that came was 49 euro. For, we needed uh, just the first step, we needed 1 million. Uh, 49 euro is like 7,000. And then after that, we lost 70% of the members. People started coming to church. And then three months later, Corona started. And uh, I crowded out to God. I laid on the pulpit. I used to walk in the church. I love doing that. Just alone in the church. I just live next to the church. So there are times uh, even uh, I can go the whole night just walking around in the church, just praying. So I cried out to God. I said, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And God took me to the story of the Israelites. You know, the Israelites, when they were leaving Egypt. God had told them that he's taking them from slavery to the promised land. And then God instructed them, now start, it's time to go. And they started uh, getting out of Egypt. And then, Pharaoh changed his mind. We've let go of our slaves. Let's go after them. And Pharaoh with the whole army started following the Israelites. And then they came in front of them. There was water. There was no way out. And the people complained. Pastor, I pray that uh, in this church you don't have complainers. Hallelujah. I hear you are satisfied. They started complaining. Why did you bring us to the desert to die? Why did you bring us to the desert to die? And Moses, 
he spoke some faith proclamations like stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But I think he also he might have gone to God and he was, he was also crying out to God. And in verse 15, he says, And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. And then he gave the instruction, verse 16, but lift up your road and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide, and the children of Israel shall go on dry land through the midst of the sea. God says, why do you cry out to me? In the times that I was crying out to God, God, I need help. God, look, they've closed. And I went to the Bible. It was, to me, this was a, a a command. God was asking me, why are you crying out to me? Tell the children of Israel to move forward. You know, in times of difficulties, we tend to forget the initial instruction that God gave us. Pastor Davis just talked about instructions now. The instruction was get out of Egypt, go, 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 go to the promised land. I'm taking you there. That was the instruction and he meant it. He was going to do it. He knew there were challenges that were going to meet the Israelites. But he was committed to take them there. Challenges come in life. But if God has spoken something to you, he is going to do it even with the challenges. And it has, uh, I've seen that working in, uh, working in my life. And I'm a testimony of that. Hallelujah. So God... Uh, I read this, God was speaking to me. Why do you cry to me? I say, move forward. I said, God, fundraising 49 euro. God said, I say, move forward. Why are you crying out to me? God, 70% of the members left. And then come Corona, 20 left. So we are only left with 10% of members. And I cry out and say, God... But after God spoke to me, I said, I'm going to do something very crazy. I'm going to move forward. God has told me to build a sanctuary, a place of encounter, that people can come and be encountered. Hallelujah. Like the story we hear about uh, the blind man who was encountered. Like the story of this uh, widow. God wants to encounter people. So God has told me to build a sanctuary, an uh, uh, a place of encounter. I said, without members. I wanted the members, but they left. I said, without members, I'm going to do it. Without money, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stretch my faith. Hallelujah. And now, after three and a half years, almost four years, I can tell you, we've done 99% of it. Out. Out. Over the uh, uh, 500,000 euro that was required. We just need 15,000 euro. So in three and a half years, God has enabled us to invest 78 million. I don't know where that money came from. I don't know. But uh, you know, we are just praying. And the miracle is this. We started building with the, we say the, with the members. In, here in Kenya is different because here you have uh, uh, you can get workers to work easily and you pay them small. In Germany, everybody is handy. 
everybody, you're, you're trained to, to work. So I entered in this culture and I became a builder. So I said, without members, I'm going to build. And that's why I'm saying Ephesians 3.20 has applied in my life. So I removed my suit, my tie, I started working. We didn't have money even for, for transport. My car, I put the seats down. I used to, when you get 100 euro, when you get 200 euro, I go buy the materials, put them in the car, bring them, I build. When it's finished, we continue calling the finances to come in. When God brings the finances, and that's how we've built. We've invested 78 million. That is in Kenya shillings. And the amazing thing is, in our sanctuary, it is a beautiful place. It is a beautiful place. And I've done more than 60% of the work. If you, if you convert it into money, the work that I've done is uh, just my service alone is uh, uh, more than 200,000 euro. That is more than uh, 30 million, just my service. I just... Uh, uh, it's because, you know, I believed the word of God. And I spoke the word of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The roof, like uh, hanging the roof, uh, I did it alone. Like uh, uh, the acoustic roof, like in this place, you need to look at the photos. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful sanctuary. I did it with angels. So don't limit God. God can use you. God has been, all the time you've been sitting here in church, God has been working within you. There is a power within you. There is ability within you that you've been underestimating for a long time. Expert came to control the building and one of our members said, oh, look at the roof. Pastor is the one who did it alone. And this expert said, what? Come to my office on Monday. I'll employ you. Immediately. This is your CV. I'll employ you. I told him, sorry. I'm not jobless. I'm serving God. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't limit God. Philippians. No, Ephesians. 3.20 from the Trans, uh, the Passion Translation it says never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. <laughs> Hallelujah. His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Amen. He's at work in you. His miraculous power is constantly energizes you. Amen. So I want you to tell your neighbor, move forward. You are well able. Move forward, you are well able. 
You can do it. You are an over. Please preach to your neighbor. You just a prophet over their lives and say, You can overcome any situation that you are going through. You can come on top of it. Amen. You are going to win. Amen. And I just want us to rise up on our feet and I want us to confess. Uh, you, we pan, uh, personalize this uh, uh, Ephesians 3.20 in the Passion Translation. And you say, I will never doubt God's mighty power working in me. Confess with me. I will never doubt God's mighty power to work in me. He will achieve in, infinitely more than my greatest request, my most unbelievable dream, Woo! and exceed my wildest imagination. He will outdo all for his miraculous power constantly energize me. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. His miraculous power constantly energizes me. Amen. Do you receive that word? I want you just to take this word and I want you to talk to God. I always say when we receive a, a, a word, we need to respond to it. I just want to, you to open your mouth and just talk to God. Just talk to God. Just open your mouth and just talk to God. Invite God in every situation in your life where you find yourself. When you've been facing impossible things, just invite God to take control. If you've been believing God to do impossible things, just ask God to open your eyes. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. If you just uh, need prayer and you are expectant and you have faith, I just ask you to come in front and we are just going to believe God together with you. Mm. Jesus is here to touch somebody. I believe it. I know it. Jesus is here to change a situation. Jesus is here to encounter. You know, I love encounters with God. I love encounters with God. God encountered me and changed my life forever. God can encounter you today. Hallelujah.